I say Cleveland. Hello. Hi, Gemstones. Welcome to another episode of Blurg, and welcome to Cleveland, the penultimate episode of 30 Rock Season 1. Unfortunately, we weren't able to physically flee to the Keeve, but we're recording this in Cincinnati, so that's close. In this episode, Floyd's aspirational apartment plans are foiled by a non-anonymous Arab and Alan Farkle. So we're off to Cleveland. It had style, it had flair, it was there. That's why we went to Cleveland. Much like this unfortunate interlude, we have a musical montage moment as Liz and Floyd trek through the rock and roll capital of the world. Fitting. In other plot points, Tracy is under siege from the Black Crusaders. Phoebe isn't who she claims to be. And tensions are fraught between Liz and Jack. Yoko, oh no. Julie, let's dive in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Your Floyd would love this one. Yikes. If I was going to spend $600 to have my boobs pinched, I would have gone to that fundraiser at the Clinton's house. <laughs> Come on, that was solid. Liz, I'm concerned I'm boring Jack sexually. No, no, no. Ooh. We've only just got engaged, and already our intercourse is infrequent and unimaginative. Maybe I'm really not that kind of girlfriend. I would gladly pick you up at the airport. In Paris, he fell asleep on top of me. <laughs> I mean, I just want to make him happy. If he's happy, I'm happy, you know? Do you have that credit card? Thanks. Hi, I'll take everything. Liz, can you help me? Yes, ma'am. I don't know you, but I will help you. Now, a non-anonymous Arab. He is because an anonymous the, Arab. No? no, they. Well, we can see his face. In the previous episode, it was an anonymous Arab who purchased oh. the jewels. So okay. that was a callback to that. There we go. And then, who is it Garkle or Farkle? Is it Donna He or Donna Gee? Pretty sure it's Garkle. Is it Garkle? It's ah, Garkle. My bad, guys. It's gonna make it I more fun. What did you think of this episode? Overall. Well, first of all, we have to get the cat out of the fucking bag because it's out of the bag. Blurg makes its first appearance, the title of three our podcast, times. three fucking <laughs> times, man. We did unfortunately learn that that's not how you actually spell it, the way we spell it in our podcast, but whatever. The, the closed captioning on mine was like, thanks, Cliff, for the closed captioning, but there were many mistakes in the closed captioning. So just because he chose to spell it that way does not make it correct. No, there were, and it was spelled Two different ways in my closed captioning. One was with a U, and then one was a U and an H. So, whatever. We're Blurg. Blurg. Blurg with an E. Blurg. Well, I love this episode. I think it is hilarious. This is this one and the last one. Just charmers, 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 charmers. They're really round on the stretch. I know we had some difficulty with some of the episodes earlier. They Still, the worst 30 Rock episode is better than the best episode of many other shows. So... True. It's still fine. But got lots of really terrible coming. hair in this episode to watch for. Really bad hair. I don't care. I was Tina Fey and Jane Krakowski, their hair at the lunch, at the ladies' lunch. Terrible. And Jane Krakowski, I don't care. Jane Krakowski's back. Jenna's back. That's all that matters. Oh my God. We're like those ladies from Sex in the City. You're Charlotte. I'm Samantha. And you're like the lady at home that watches the show. That's hilarious. And yes. Anyway, so we're in the two-bedroom apartment that Floyd is hoping to make a home, potentially with Liz. There's a room for a third humidifier. How sweet. Don't slow down. I'm like, whatever. So none of this makes any sense, and it's fine. 
Floyd is in recovery, so he should be like being careful, taking his time, taking his steps. He wants to move into this apartment, have Liz move in with him, kind of, as of the opening scene, right? You're just like, oh, and she's like, back up. Without um, even getting the job yet. He has not secured this new position. He's like, I can with this new promotion, so I'm already looking at things, which is just like, jinx o'clock, buddy. He's like, I got a kick ass girlfriend. You would think she would be a little more into it. I feel like her hostility of like, I'm not moving with you yet. Like, slow down. I'm like, whatever. You'd be hopping on Floyd all day long. Well, yeah. I mean, Liz definitely has a thing where she mistrusts any happiness. So things are going well. I'm not sure. Well, she's right because bad things are about correct. to happen. <laughs> Spoiler. So, yeah, anyway, all, it, the rug was pulled out from under him even before Alan Garkle. My apologies to Alan Garkle even strolls in because um, what even happened? The dude bought the apartment for his son, says, Ahmed, yeah. to keep his yeah. motorcycles there. So then, then we're in Jack's office and he comes in wearing a god-awful jacket that I'm guessing Phoebe purchased for him in Paris. It's like a men's belted, wasted brown trench coat. <laughs> it's not, not good. Notice. You didn't? No. It's like, a, it's like lower than your hips but higher than your knees but it has a waist and a belt. It's a lot. Yeah, especially on an Alec Baldwin. That size Alec Baldwin, pre-Hilaria, who's like, we will have no sugar and you will be skinny or not. We will not be together. Wow, you got a lot from that fucking jacket. I did. I was very, <laughs> it was a lot for me. So it turns out he and Phoebe went to Paris and they stayed in a little place in the seven. So the districts, right? Have you guys ever been to Paris? I have not, but I know about, what are they, arrondissements or something? I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't know. I only know the one that Roland Garros is in. Um, because, oh. So, yes, they're back um, from Paris. I sort of forgot that we went there. They already have a wedding date, which is the same as Bianca's. It's also the same as Tina Fey's birthday. How cute is that? May 18th. Adorbs. But Phoebe walks in and says, hi, I'm Phoebe. We've met before. Jack proposed to me outside of your office. <laughs> Hollow bones like a bird. <laughs> the fact that Liz Lemon does not go, yes, I know. Is a gift. I mean, I would, would be, just be like... What would be your identifier? Like, hi, I'm Julie. We've met before. I have. I am. I was. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Julie. We met before. I'm tall and loud and unforgettable. How are you? <laughs> I'm fucking Julie. You know my name. Speak my name. Honestly, from this scene, I most want to have a spinoff with Jack's Princeton roommate who did the right thing and dated his college girlfriend for 13 years and then the marriage didn't even last eight months and now he's a post-op transgender. Where's that story? I want that on my screen immediately. Where'd she go? And I want to know. Phoebe so romantically reset his watch to New York time while he was asleep. Aww. So does he suffering from narcolepsy now? Is she drugging him? <laughs> like he, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We watched, never before or again see him pass out in the middle of a conversation. I mean, I, I think he watched too much SVU. I don't think she's drugging him. I think she's genuinely concerned that he's falling asleep during sex. Perhaps it's the stress. Perhaps it's his heart. No, perhaps she's drugging a, him. There, oh, okay. He's sitting there having a conversation with Liz and passes out. We've mm-hmm. never seen that before. And then she turns to his assistant, Jonathan, and is like, do you cover him? Like, this has happened before, but we've never seen it. No. I mean, I think the presumption is that he's working too hard, he's going too hard with a very young woman, and he needs someone more his age, perchance. She can't do anything. She I know, can't yeah, touch a anything. Woman that can't be on bottom or on top. Yes. Well, he has to supply all the power. You would assume in a lot of his sexual no encounters that he would at least get some respite when she's doing cowgirl or something. But I'm assuming she just sort of, I mean, she sits on top, but what do they do? Soak? Even the bag that she puts on her shoulder seems like it would be too heavy. 
Yeah. For her. If she can't handle a handshake or someone brushes past her, she has to go look at the Chinese erotica. I think she's drugging him. I'm going to stay with it. I feel good about it. Well, thank God Liz <laughs> is there to hold the credit card because it's made of gold. So it's quite heavy. He wants them to have a girl's day out. What does he care if Lemon likes his girlfriend? Like, what do you care? Because they're in a close personal relationship. Professional, platonic, He is adorable. spiraling. Since they took away microwave technologies, he's just lost his sense of jackness. Uh, yeah, I think that paired with Bianca's next wedding, which... Yeah. Damn it, Johnny, you know enough. I love my big beef and cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't dive in enough, but clearly that's affecting him. I mean, he's getting married on the same day. The fact that his mother is coming but is going to Bianca's wedding is great. <laughs> I cannot wait until Elaine Stritch gets on this fucking ride. Because you want to talk about a woman who's on her grind? She's on her fucking grind. Also, Tracy is. Um, unfortunately, he was turned down for a loan he needed to finance his Jefferson movie because he is planning a grand Tracy Jordan comeback, um, which I relate to a lot, where it's just like, I'm just going to renew my life and I have all these grand plans. I'm going to start like flossing twice a day instead of just half-heartedly once a day, which perhaps I should just do anyway. But I'm just like, this is the seismic alteration in my life to renew and reborn like the ashes, Phoenix, I have risen. Then I get bored and I go to Cleveland. He needs $30 million for the claymation sex scenes. It's really good that we watch this with the closed captioning on now because I don't think I ever heard that before. I was like, no. what? Claymation and, sex scenes? Gross. And why would he want to do a Michael McDonald cover album? For the comedy. Michael McDonald. No one does. But if Tracy Jordan did it, I would. Those little aside moments like at the end when Tracy leaves and she turns to Frank and is like, I'm on my grind. Is, is that a thing? You're like, oh, I love that, but I feel like I just get to stay behind with them. Like, that's not really on the show. You're like, oh my God, it's okay. <laughs> so then Jack says, there he is. There's the Floydster. So on your final interview, want to put in a good word? Going to put it's you a, over the top. It's a sweet He's little like, dysfunctional bromance, isn't it? This yes. like lovey-dovey situation. He's clearly searching for any affection, any sort of kindred spirit, any real emotional connection. And he found it in Floyd. Well, Floyd is the only one that's read his book and... Thinks he's smart and funny. And... Yeah, plus, Garkle, no one's going to lose to a guy named Garkle. I can't even pronounce his last name. I thought it was Farkle. I'm sorry. Um, but then so he wheels then, in. Gosh. You go for it. Do you want to go for it? African-American man in a motorized wheelchair. <laughs> You're not going to beat that. You're not going to beat that. When he rolls by and Jack says, well played, Garkle, you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they both know it's over. Now, why immediately the bottom falls out on his entire life, and now not only does he not want to be there, not want to be with Liz, but he's ready to be done. Very strange. Well, I mean, he's still in recovery, so he's making a lot of grand decisions. It feels like his life's on the right trajectory. You would assume it doesn't take a lot to derail you. I wake up in the morning, and if my knee pops at the first moment of the day, I'm like, it's over. I'm going back to bed. I can't do it anymore. Until you wake up with a Mitch McConnell hand, I think you're okay. <laughs> I... Oh, my God. That fucking glove of death. Well, Jack has given them the gold cards so that they can be friends. So Liz is taken out to lunch. Jenna and Phoebe. Phoebe. It's now, fair. Phoebe's She's hair is You probably Jenna's don't remember her. She's awful. hollow bones. Jenna's blonde hair is, like, matted to her face. Tina Fey's wig is all twisted. Emily Mortimer looks gorgeous. Stunning. She's tiny and beautiful Stunning. and perfect. And they're explaining to her the, what the story of Caddyshack <laughs> is, which I don't think Phoebe would ever care. <laughs> this is this is no. so these Jenna these Jenna and Tra- or 
who are they? Jenna and Liz interactions are among my favorite and most requotable. When <laughs> Jenna is like, I'd marry Jack in a heartbeat. I would have a three with two Jacks. And she's like, you need to cool it. You need to like <laughs> simmer down right now. Fucking love it so much. Say it often. And then we have to listen to the Wagner Elmer Fudd like 30 times during the episode. It has a plot point significance. So they're talking to her about Elmer Fudd. And of course she doesn't know who that is because both the parents are poets. God, she's <laughs> annoying. I, I rolled so hard. I thought they were never going to return to their original place. She knows no. that they think she's a gold digger. And what is she doing? Yeah. And then, yeah, that's what precipitates the Jenna line is she's just like, I know what you're thinking. What kind of man, what kind of woman would marry a man who hardly knows? And Jenna goes full crazy. I was like, I would die for that man. I would let him literally rail me to death, literally to death. In the words of Liz Lemon, you need to cool it. You need to fucking cool <laughs> it. I always need to cool it. I know. You should use that way more. And then Liz jokingly is like, oh my God, Floyd and I have been dating for a month. Do you, should I be mad that I don't have a ring? To which they're both like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> How old are they supposed to be? Late 30s, mid 30s? I don't know. Knowing Hollywood, they're supposed to be 16. <laughs> <laughs> well... So long to them for now. We go and find Frank and Tracy having a really awesome discussion about how Bill Cosby hates him. This episode was in 2007. Yeah. And he didn't really get... The Hannibal Burris stand-up was in 2014. So everybody knew Bill Cosby was terrible, but it hadn't really come out yet. I mean, the general public, I feel like, didn't super know. At that time, I didn't know. I didn't know until the whole Hannibal Burris, Burris thing went down. Yeah. Let's stay in our happy place where Sorry, Tracy's I, made a career out of exploiting black stereotypes and he's an embarrassment to all African-Americans. Fun. And then my sweet Kenneth, Mr. Jordan, your manager called. Temple University has canceled your stand-up appearance and Michael McDonald's denying permission to record any of his songs. In other words, Oh, Tracy, you, you can't, can't use, use any, any of my songs. <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy, like any red-blooded American, immediately is like, this is no fucking coincidence. The bank loan, the Michael McDonald situation, Temple University, Dr. Cosby is sending a message, and the Black Crusaders are trying to destroy me. Am I wrong, or is Michael Probably. McDonald in the, he needs a kidney? No, he doesn't need a hand. Is he, he in that? He needs a kidney. Probably. I feel like Michael, there must be some Michael McDonald connection. So I did try and investigate the Black Crusaders, because I know everybody thinks there's a bunch of Jews that run the world, but I don't know. I couldn't find anything about the Black Crusaders, but there's a book about it, but not this group. Yeah. So <laughs> Not the Oprah. I quickly Googled Michael McDonald, 30 Rock, and um, he wasn't Kidney Now. Yes. <laughs> and then... Um, Jenna Maroney also sang Michael McDonald at some point oh, yes. the show. Yeah. With, with the blind girl in the background. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're at the lingerie store, which I'm guessing is La Perla, but I have no idea. Phoebe picks out some bonkers underwear and says, y'all Floyd would love this one. How do you know what Floyd would like, Phoebe? Have also, you met Floyd? I love that. I feel like that's exactly how you describe lingerie to one of your friends. It's like, yeah, that is that is bonkers. That is some real wild stuff. When are we leaving? I don't want to be here. I don't want to go to there. Somehow, I've watched this episode many times, but today was the first time I saw that Jenna is trying to try on underwear over her jeans in the back. <laughs> oh, my God. The second funniest line. I don't line. know you, but I'll come help. I use that line all the fucking time. Liz, can you help me? Yes, ma'am. I do not know you, but I will help you. But she, you know, when you can't get underwear on, you can't get that leg up, but she's doing it with jeans inside a super expensive store, like hobbling her way across. 
That was our best scene. I was literally like, there may not be a Farkle, but there is a Farley, and it's Chris Farley reborn as Jenna. Amazing physical comedy. It really was funny. (laughs) But um, unfortunately, Phoebe unloads that she's concerned she's boring Jack sexually. They only got engaged, and already our intercourse is infrequent and unimaginative. And then Liz is Julie Sunderland. I'm not. I'm not really that kind of girlfriend. Like I, I'll pick you up at the airport. I totally. I'll, I'll take care of your pets, but I, I do not want to hear about your sex life at all. And, and then I, she reveals in Paris he fell asleep on top of me. What? Yeah. What? Well, what? she's probably traumatized. Her bones broke. But why would you tell Liz? Why would you tell anyone? I don't know. I do have um, several people. I don't. Know. I think I have a. I have a face that people just naturally feel sad for. So they divulge a lot of secrets to me very quickly in our relationships. And that's something that I'm used to hearing. I would never personally disclose that to anyone. Probably ever. No, and what's the point? I th- you would think she wants Liz on her side. Yeah, well, and she was like, if he's happy, I'm happy, you know? And also, do you have that credit card, though? Thanks. Hi. I'm going to take everything. So we so go now, from that yeah, comic high to the emotional deer that is Floyd right now, who can't believe it. Garkle. They're really stuck in his fucking name. Um, and then Liz is bombed and Floyd is just over the entire fucking city. He can't handle the rat race, which turns out to be an actual rat race. that's being conducted in his apartment. <laughs> Always. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. <laughs> really dumb. And then they flash on it and it's guys with rats and they're like, come on, get in the section. And he's like, all right, 20 across the board. <laughs> One addiction. You got to talk to your landlord another. about that. It is my landlord. <laughs> Um, and then he needs to get out of town. The two places that Liz suggests um, are the Bahamas, makes sense, or Vermont, which apparently is always nice. Sure. I know Will and Grace go there a lot, so it must be. And Floyd's thinking Cleveland, which Liz astutely and appropriately says, that is also a place. And then they get confronted by the police who need to search her bag before they enter the subway. Floyd goes on a diatribe about literally all the neighborhoods. I'm assuming they did a cursory Wikipedia search of Cleveland. Shaker Heights is super Jewy. <laughs> My people live there. There's good food <laughs> me to eat. <laughs> what about Lakewood? Deli's on each corner. And he's like, this dream's way down the road, right? Like, he's never brought this up. This has been a really long month they've been dating. He's like, yeah, three or three, maybe four years. And then the cop pulls out some fungus cream. She's like, forget it. We're going for a walk. And then he says, how long do you see yourself living in New York? She's like, well, like forever. It's like, you want to end up like this? And then we see the two alternate timelines of Liz Lemon, which (laughs) is this super relatively, let's say, frumpy um, woman who's not doing great, who is flipping off a taxi cab. And then this beautiful woman walking on airs saying there's nothing like New York in the spring that gets immediately pushed into a bag of trash. (laughs) Um, then someone spits in Liz's mouth as per use, and she's like, let's go. Let's go to Cleveland. She's, someone spit in her mouth. That <laughs> is disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Pandemic, pre-pandemic. I feel like with Floyd's relation, ideal relationship timeline, Liz should have just left him with Liz Lemler. <laughs> like, yes. like, why did we end a relationship where they had the same goals and timelines <laughs> for this month? <laughs> in five years, she was going to have popped out a couple kids. Uh-huh. She would have easily moved to Cleveland with him. Yep. Where have you been? Cleveland. 
For God's sakes, Lemon, we'd all like to flee to the cleave and club up down at the flats and have lunch with little Richard, but we fight those urges because we have responsibilities. What's going on? Tracy, he's missing. What? No, Kenneth, have you tried to call Tracy? Yes, ma'am. I tried all six of his cell phones. It's almost as if he never existed. Or maybe he's not answering. <sighs> so now we're back on the B story. Liz uh, is talking to Tracy about the Cosby thing. and I mean, she's Tracy's... barely invested. She's just like, yeah, Frank told me about that Cosby thing. Harsh. Uh, Tracy imagines blue people later. He's stolen TVs. He's not a reliable source for the truth. So if he's having a paranoid delusion, I wouldn't believe it either. But he read about it on the interwebs. Yes. <laughs> Where he learned that the Black Crusaders are a secret group of powerful black Americans, including Bill Cosby, Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey, they're like the chief majors. And then slightly lower, we got Jesse Jackson, we got Colin Powell, we got Gordon from Sesame Street. Oh, Gordon. They're all in it, and they meet in the skull of the Statue of Liberty. So it must be true if it's on the interwebs. Make fun of me all you want, Liz Lemon. <laughs> you know, they ruin anybody that makes black people look bad. They canceled Eddie Murphy's Oscar because he ran out on Scary Spice, which is <laughs> they, a true story. They canceled his Oscar because of Norbit, I thought. But he did run out on Scary Spice in real life. They did have to get a paternity test to prove that that was his child. And it's like his 11th kid or something. She says, Tracy, I know you're stressed out about this movie, but keep it together, okay? Calm down. And then the TV, Buster Holt says, unfortunately, there were no injuries. Tracy Jordan, the Black Crusaders are coming for you. We'll have more on the weather. <laughs> and that is a nod to a similar scene in David Fincher's The Game. I know this because I read about it on IMDb. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Never and then Tracy hilariously says, man, I wish somebody else had seen that. <laughs> Ugh. Now we're back with Jack telling lies about Phoebe. She got him some golf clubs. They once belonged to Gerald Ford. Neat. Neat. Wow. So what do you think of Phoebe? As Liz, well, we had fun, and uh, Phoebe bought some bonkers underwear, so have fun with that tonight. <laughs> well, so. not tonight, because she's speaking at a seminar on Columbia. Or is and, she? And as much as I'd like to, I haven't been over 72nd Street in over a decade. Ugh. That's I, a super inside baseball New York joke. I do appreciate the way that Jack describes Phoebe. The adjective usage in this line is quite evocative. We have an attraction that can only be described as wolf-like. Lupine. I mean, he literally just like typed in wolfine. Wolf. 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. I bet he did. <laughs> My God. Sorry, my brain was buffering. Is that what lupine means? I don't even know what lupine yeah. means. Yeah, lupine means wolf-like. And then he says, oh, I'm so exhausted. Liz, Liz is thinking, we are also thinking, oh, God, you fell asleep on top of her in Paris. And then yeah. he falls asleep. And then he falls asleep. <laughs> Jonathan scurries in. I always love a Jonathan sighting. I know we all feel the same way. And it's like, I'm obviously looking out for Jack's best interest. Otherwise, I would not be talking to you because they've never gotten along, nor will they ever. And Liz finds out that, interestingly, Phoebe called a car for somewhere other than where she said she was <laughs> to this address that I'm handing you now. So Liz is like, what do you want to do? Go spy on her? And Jack <laughs> Jonathan is like, for Mr. Donaghy's sake. I know you have doubts about this. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> Touching. What a fun moment. Um, also, in addition to Blurg being said so many times, which, shout out, love it, I turned into the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, meme where he's just like, look, look, there I am, there I am. Um, the Hammer of Thor comes up a lot. 
That's twice. All right. Two times. Fine. <laughs> I mean, there might be more. I'm just saying as of this point, we've hit two. All right. So then Liz is talking to Jack about the Tracy situation. Which she doesn't even know about. Right. And he's like, I tried to call you. He set fire to the cardboard cutout of Al Roker, and now he's locked himself in his dressing room. Which Tracy then comes out of to reveal that the cover of this month's Oprah magazine is an anagram for Outlaw Sour Tray. Um, and instead of responding to that as like, oh my God, he's going fully, fully crazy, so Jack's like, who taught him about anagrams? Best line reading in the show. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. The way he says it, looking at .com and Grizz as they drop their heads. <laughs> It, that is that line reading. I can't even explain why, but it's so good. God, who taught him about anagrams? They're like, sorry. <laughs> so good. Then uh, who are they gonna call? My least favorite person, Doctor Spajeman. Yeah, you want him to disappear like Julio, who is around. Julio's <laughs> around. He's somewhere. He's still doing the same hairstyle, except his hairline has receded hella far back, so it's just like three strands now. He looks like Tommy Pickles. <laughs> a lot is that from regrets yeah regrets yeah. oh win and then um jack's on the phone with dr spachemin and also would like something to prescribe for tracy for when he's having sex so he can stay awake <laughs> and then we in a whirlwind musical tone we shift to cleveland where liz and floyd have just gone are we gonna sing it no probably not I mean, I have a terrible voice, but so does she. So, I mean. And so do I. This is sung by. The takeaways are she gets stopped in the park by a woman who's like, are you a model? Because you're so skinny, you should really eat something. Hello. <laughs> I mean, in New York and Paris, just don't have the sights you see on Euclid Ave. Would you like to pet a real police horse? Like, instead of the police searching her bag, now they're offering some sort of equine therapy, which is cute. A guy lets her ahead in line to get a hot dog. I mean, she's living the dream. <laughs> then Kenneth Everyone's calls. Everyone's saying hiya. It's super cute. Yeah. I love that Kenneth introduced himself by saying this is Kenneth, the NBC page in New York City. <laughs> I hate to bother you out west, but Tracy Jordan hasn't come to work. Liz is so fucking over it. She's like, don't be so New York uptight. I'm in Cleveland now. Everything's fine. They must have Klonopin in the water. And then Tracy, it turns out, is in Cleveland. Which we reveal... Through visuals that we can see, but also the song, where look over there, I think I see a movie star. Even movie stars that come to Cleveland do get away. Tracy Jordan, you gotta get away, gotta get away, gotta get away to Cleveland. Bam! Beautifully done. <laughs> so they've been there for one day. He just lost his job to Garco like 45 minutes ago, but the top <laughs> law firm has offered him a job. <laughs> And you found a house in the Heights. Nice. And Scooching him out. <laughs> yeah, all these things have happened in five seconds. She went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and sat in ZZ Top's car and then had lunch with little Richard. Hilarious. <laughs> and then also everything happens in Cleveland. She's just like, he, Floyd's like, well, you could get another job at one of the local TV stations. Enter random man who needs a host for a cooking show on WKYC. What a gift. So now they're back. Jack's annoyed. Where have you been? Cleveland. For God's sake, Lemon, we'd all like to flee to the Clee and club hop down at the flats and have lunch with Little Richard. But we fight those urges because we have responsibilities. So Tracy's missing. He's tried, Kenneth's tried calling all of his six cell phones. He's like, he never existed. Or maybe he's just not answering. 
hundred percent Kenneth in this moment. Whenever I don't hear from someone, oh. like fiery car wreck, hundred percent. This is my life exactly. Lemon, TGS without Tracy Jordan is basically a puppet show. I say stuff like that. Then Jenna goes, you know I'm right here. That'd be me. Make comments like that with the person at the earshot, not even thinking. Yeah. So where are we at? Floyd and I um, are thinking of moving. Liz is apparently on board. And Jack quickly dashes out and is like, look, every getaway has that moment where you want to pack it all in and stay. And that's how I ended up with the timeshare in Port Arthur, Texas. Lovely this time of year. Um, and then Liz further tries to support her decision to potentially move to Cleveland by saying, well, in Cleveland, I'm a model. And we're all models west of the Allegheny, according to Jenna. She said she's serious about it. And then Jack flips to some reverse psychology. He's like, maybe you should go. Your head's obviously not in the game now. And now you've lost Tracy. Maybe you're burned out. Oh, it's so Brutal. Then scantily clad women come in. What's this? It's Frank's hot baby sketch, which is regrettable. But we have no Tracy Jordan <laughs> and a show in two days. But hey, that's not your problem since you're moving to Ohio. We did jump over the part where, did we? No. Where am I? What's happening? Who is this? No, we jumped over the part where Liz finds Phoebe, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, Liz finds Phoebe having dinner with an older gentleman. It looks affectionate. And then that fucking Wagner, Elmer Fudd, comes on again to clue Phoebe into the fact that Liz is there making mean, scary badger faces. (laughs) And Phoebe comes at her later and is like, are you going to tell Jack? To which Liz says the very, go for it. No, but she comes to him from that same hallway where Elizabeth Taylor, White Diamonds, Josh. So <laughs> It's a scary, scary. Dark hallway. <laughs> it's a really scary hallway. We get another Blurg, so, which is... Yes, Blurg. <laughs> Blurg. <laughs> She's like, I didn't Blurg. She's like, no, I'm not, I'm, but I'm going to if you don't. Are you, this is a good part. Um, he's like, oh, grow up, Liz. I didn't tell Jack because I didn't want him to, to be all upset about nothing. Man was a former lover, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh, and all, all your ex-boyfriends, older gentlemen. And then she says, well, I care about Jack. I make him a better man. You know how John Lennon was better than the rest of the Beatles but didn't realize it <laughs> until he met Yoko Ono? Well, I'm Jack's Yoko. To which Liz incredulously, appropriately says, you want to be Yoko? Who the fuck wants to be Yoko? Nobody. She says, that's none of your business anyway. I'm marrying Jack. He's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> oh, I bet he is. She's like, you don't know anything about me. What happened to your accent? Terrible. I know. Terrible. <laughs> Clearly we don't because she's, spoiler alert, not British. <gasps> but she hides it very well by saying, I don't know what you're on about, you daft wanker. <laughs> it's so British to say I'm that. sold. I'm fucking sold. It's like, hey, I'm Randy for a quick bout to the loo. Y'all right? What's wrong with you? So much. <laughs> so now Tracy answers, or Liz answers the phone. Hello. Hello, Liz Lemon. It's me, Stacey Gordon. What would be your alter ego? What would be your incognito name? Jane Sandler is the name I sign up for anything that asks for, like, if you want 10% off your first order, Jane Sandler is who you're giving it to. So any emails that I have that say, hey, Jane... Real. <laughs> I've already got my alter ego red to go. Amazing. What about you guys? Um, I don't know. I remember in Friends, Phoebe's was Regina Falange, Karen's and Will and Grace was Anastasia Beaverhausen. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I probably I'd be like something V simple, like Jack Smith, or maybe no, maybe Mike 
Hunt. Mike Hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's like from an episode of The Simpsons. So, and also an episode of a YouTube series I watch. So, um, so Stacey Gordon is in Cleveland. We don't know this yet, but he's starting a new life because of the Black Crusaders. Um, and then Jack overhears this and then <laughs> sprints down the hallway surprisingly Man, fast, fast. <laughs> surprisingly fast, um, because apparently the Black Crusaders are real. And Jack's freaked out. And then a man behind Tracy is like, I'm on him. Presumably one of the little arms of the Black Crusaders. Liz bursts into Floyd's office and says, I can't go to Cleveland. He's like, hi. She's like, hi. Sorry, I've been thinking about it. And I think you're great. Obviously, Cleveland's great, but I can't move. My life's here. My friends are here. The show's here. I've known you a month. You hate me right now, don't you? No, it's been a month. I barely know you. And I hate you at all. I'm going home without you. Give a fuck. Bye. <laughs> By the way, I made the decision to leave without even talking to you. Nope. Don't hate you at all. So he yeah. says he took the job. Yeah. And we I get mean, our third blur. <laughs> yeah. It's all over. Because um, Liz is like, you know, but knowing that C-Town is out there for the future, potentially. And Floyd's like, no, unfortunately, it's there for me now. And then he becomes Michael fucking Clayton of Cleveland. What? And he's gone within like five seconds. Oh. Yeah. Bye. So uh, Liz and Jack are talking. Did you locate Tracy? Not yet. Working on it. He's like, you never answered my question. What do you, what do think, you of think of Phoebe? Phoebe? What do you care? I know. I don't know. People are so weird in this episode. <laughs> and she are- says, I wish I had the guts to do what you're doing. Just going for it. God bless. I think she likes you a lot. I think she takes care of you. She's smart and pretty and completely wrong. And she doesn't deserve you. And I think she's weird. (laughs) And I don't like her. And her ex-boyfriend is old. And I don't think she's even British. (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns it on a dime. Oh, my God, Lennon. Phoebe was right. You are infatuated with me. You are infatuated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... Liz breaks the news to Jack that Floyd's not happening. Floyd is moving. And Jack says, what did you do? Um, Because it's hard for both of them, the breakup with Floyd. And Liz starts to get a little fiery and is like, I acted like a rational adult. I didn't engage to some gold digger. So tensions are high. It's getting fiery. And then unfortunately we end on the very rough note, Jack, I think you should go. And then Phoebe comes in. Lemon was just leaving. End of episode. End of friendship? Find out next week on Blurg and 30 Rock, but mostly Blurg. (laughs) Oh, but the way Phoebe closes the door with Jack in the background while she's looking at Liz, it's not cool. Evil. 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 No, I was like, did David Fincher... hollow bone bitch. (laughs) Are her bones even hollow? Is it all alive? not (laughs) British. All right, so we're ending on an unfortunate note. Um, Floyd and Liz are no longer... Liz and Jack potentially are no longer. I I don't know. The next episode is Hiatus, the final one of season one. Can you believe we've already made it here? I cannot. But oh my, god. oh my god, I'm fucking pumped though, and I can't wait to live it out with you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.